This is WSKG News. As New York State gets ready to open its recreational cannabis market, there's a big push to ensure social and economic equity for people who were disproportionately affected by the war on drugs. Beth Adams recently talked to some entrepreneurs in Rochester as they try to figure out their place in its emerging business. It's a warm day, and a few friends are gathered around a table in Grant Scribe to God Atkins' backyard. And it's also about rap day, you know what I'm saying? The National Weather Service calls for He's a public school teacher and a reggae and hip hop performance artist. He says he's also been immersed in the cannabis culture in Rochester for decades. Really, uh, being someone who was born in the late 70s, growing up, it was always all around you. It was referred to as reefer then. Starting at the age of 13, he got experience in every step of the cannabis supply chain, from cultivation to marketing. Of course, it was illegal then. Atkins says he pulled back from the business around 20 years ago after an arrest for marijuana possession. He became a father about a year later. I've had all this potential, but I couldn't activate it because of not willing to sacrifice the safety of my family and providing for them. But that potential could be realized now. Atkins is the kind of legacy cannabis operator state leaders have in mind for New York's initial licenses for the legal market. The first hundred or more retail licenses will be offered to people who either had a past marijuana-related offense or have a family member who did. You cannot be a, uh, a black man in America and not be affected by those wars and drugs. That's Jeffrey Medford, another aspiring cannabis owner. We, we want to live free. We want to be able to uh, have our own businesses, be our own bosses, and take care of our families, mm-hmm. you know, just like everyone else. Estate leaders say they will expunge the criminal records of those arrested for low-level drug offenses, but not everyone is convinced those promises are real. Jesse Watson says he knows some people who are still afraid to apply for cannabis licenses. A lot of people are just kind of afraid to put themselves out there because of possible repercussions. And not only that, some people have been in the, in the shadows for a while and some people don't want to expose their hand like that. Atkins, Medford, and Watson are all members of the New York Green Coalition. That's a statewide group of cannabis cultivators, processors, geneticists, distributors, and advocates looking for access to the legal market. We're just like a little local farmers union that's trying to just create a space to try to affect the legislation that's giving us something here. In addition to some people's concerns about their criminal histories, they see another barrier posing a problem for everyone, the IRS. Tax Code 280E says cannabis operators can't deduct many business expenses from their federal taxes because the federal government still considers cannabis a Schedule I controlled substance. The law affects all segments of the cannabis industry, but it hits retail outlets the hardest, with some accountants estimating a 60% tax rate on a retailer's profits. This is not designed for us to win. If I take 60 cents out of every dollar, you can't afford anything, let alone rent. Between the high tax rate and startup costs, Watson says it's just too expensive for small business owners to find success in the retail space. Large companies with investors and capital have the potential to turn a profit, but smaller entrepreneurs could lose money in their first couple of years. That's not creating generational wealth. It's creating generational wealth for the wealthy. But for us, it's not creating even wealth. It's just creating another job.
I hope that that's not the case. That's State Senator Jeremy Cooney. He hopes a bill he co-sponsored that was signed into law will help. It allows cannabis business owners to claim on their state taxes the same expenses they are not allowed to deduct from their federal tax bill, such as rent, utilities, and payroll. California put a similar law in place after large corporations were dominating that state's marketplace and pushing out smaller entrepreneurs. We don't want that to happen here in New York. We want to learn from some of the missteps that took place in California. The New York State Legislature recently took another step to pave the way for license applicants. They established a $200 million fund to defray some initial business costs. A whole suite of benefits, including retail furniture and fixtures, um, help with finding and renting and leasing space, These are all items that social equity candidates will have access to at no charge to them. It's too soon to tell if these efforts will make a meaningful difference to the people state leaders hope will benefit from the cannabis market. In fact, if New York succeeds in its goal of granting minority populations and others affected by past drug laws 50 percent of licenses, it will be remarkable. According to one study, none of the 15 other states with social equity programs has been able to create an equitable cannabis industry. The Minority Cannabis Business Association points to limited licensing as one factor, keeping minority participation low. In New York, state officials say market demand will determine how many licenses are issued. Despite the potential pitfalls and roadblocks, Grant Atkins has hope. Since New York legalized cannabis last year, He says he feels like he's living a new life already just because he's no longer seen as a criminal. All my life I was one thing and then one day by the stroke of a pen now I'm in the instantly emerging multi-billion dollar marketplace with the potential to to do all of these wonderful things and Mm -hmm. it's it's just surreal. The first provisional licenses for cultivators have been issued, but the application process hasn't opened yet for the other categories like processing, delivery, and retail. That's expected to begin this summer or fall. In Rochester, I'm Beth Adams for WSKG News.